You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. This year, Passport to Taiwan will be returning to New York City's Union Square Park on Sunday, May 28th from 12 noon to 5 p.m. It will be the first in-person Passport to Taiwan in three years since the pandemic, and we're looking forward to it. Talking Taiwan will be there with a special live on-location podcasting studio. More on that later. Since the first Passport to Taiwan was held in 2002, it's become the largest outdoor Taiwanese-American event in the entire United States. Passport to Taiwan is a celebration of Taiwanese art, culture, music, community, and of course, food. Some of the notable performances this year include the featured presentation sponsored by the Overseas Community Affairs Council and performed by the College of Performing Arts, National Taiwan University of Arts, a touching encounter with music and dance from Taiwan. Also performing is Peter Lin, who we recently interviewed in episode 237. He'll be there with his band, the AAPI Jazz Collective. Also performing is Jillie. Some may recognize her for making a memorable acceptance speech at last year's Grammy Awards on behalf of the Taiwanese designers who won the best recording package for the album Bekalan. Jillie put Taiwan in the minds of viewers that night when she said on behalf of the designers, We are from Taiwan. Taiwan is a beautiful and peace-loving country. And then she added, I hope someday if you can go and visit Taiwan, you're super welcome. Jillie is now in the U.S. pursuing her own career as a singer and musician. She's going to be stopping by to do an interview with me at the Talking Taiwan podcasting studio at Passport to Taiwan on Sunday. Also in the lineup is a group called Taiwan Republic, a band from Washington, D.C. that performs many of its songs in Taiwanese holo. These are only a few of the performances that will be happening at Passport to Taiwan. For a full list, visit their website www.p2tw.org. Some of the notable Taiwanese organizations and businesses that will be at Passport to Taiwan this year include Hello Taiwan! which will have Taiwanese artists and designers in their booth making beautiful arts and crafts. The Taiwan Employment Gold Card Office, who will be stopping by to be interviewed in the Talking Taiwan booth. The Taiwan Center, Taiwanese American Arts Council, FAPA, the Formosan Association for Public Affairs, Keep Taiwan Free, TAP New York, the Taiwanese American Professionals New York, Yunhai Taiwanese Pantry that has a shop located in Brooklyn. The founder of Yunhai, Lisa Chang-Smith, was previously a guest on Talking Taiwan. And last but not least is Taiwan Plus, the premier English language media platform providing news and entertainment from Taiwan. I personally enjoy watching their daily news reports so that I can stay on top of what's going on in Taiwan. But they also offer much more programming than just that. Their programs cover a broad range of topics ranging from Taiwan's history to culture and lifestyle, food, music, and entertainment. I've named many of the organizations and businesses that will be at Passport to Taiwan, but for a more complete list, just visit their website, www.p2tw.org. 
If you're going to be in New York City on May 28th, stop by our booth to hear some clips from our most notable guests. Maybe you'll catch me interviewing some invited guests like Jillier or past guests who've told me that they'll be stopping by. You never know who'll show up at our on-location podcasting studio. We'll also be doing some giveaways for anyone who comes and sits in the hot seat with me and answers my Flash 5 questions or anyone who wants to pitch themselves or someone else to be a guest on Talking Taiwan. For those of you who can't make it to Passport to Taiwan, we want to let you know that we'll be live streaming throughout the day from Passport to Taiwan to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Talking Taiwan podcast. So if you'd like to see what we are up to from May 28th from noon to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, just visit our Facebook page to catch our live stream from New York City's Union Square Park. If you can't tune in or we experience any technical issues, don't worry. We'll be recording the event and we'll post recordings from the event on our YouTube channel and social media. To learn more about the background and history behind the Passport to Taiwan, We'll be sharing some of my interview back in 2014 with Borcheng Shu, the event's organizer. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988 and its mission is 1. To evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity. 2. To oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality. Three, to fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs. Four, to contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan. Five, to reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NADWA, visit their website www.natwa.com You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Hello, welcome to the Talking Taiwan podcast. This is Felicia Lin, your host. And today on our show, our guest is Bo Cheng Su. Bo is one of the first executive directors and main organizers of the Passport to Taiwan Festival. The Passport to Taiwan Festival is an annual outdoor festival that happens in Union Square Park in New York. It also happens in May, which happens to be Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. The second week in May has also been designated Taiwanese American Heritage Week. So welcome to the podcast, Bo. Uh, thank you, Felicia, for inviting me to uh, your program. Great. Um, so how long has the Passport to Taiwan actually been running? We started in uh, 2002, so uh, a few years after the Congress designated the uh, Heritage Week for the Taiwanese American. So it has been 13 years uh, since 2002. Wow, that's amazing. Did you ever think it was going to be running this long? Probably not, you know, given the cost and uh, the resources needed to, uh, you know, put, put something together. It's amazing that we have been going on for the past 12 years and now the 13th. Yeah. So where did the idea for Passport to Taiwan come from? Of course, you know, as you said, we want to um, celebrate this Taiwanese American Heritage, uh, Heritage Week. And uh, it's an honor given by the Congress to the uh, Taiwanese American. 
But it took us a little bit, you know, from 1999 to 2002 because we wanted to do something that is more presentable, you know, especially in New York City. And we also came up with this name, Passport to Taiwan, so it's not very conventional. You know, people think it's oh, something cultural festival or some other names. And the idea actually came from when uh, one of our main organizers, Dr. Lai, I think was traveling somewhere and he saw this idea. And then uh, we took it and we have been using the name since, since the start of the program. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great name because it really makes you curious and kind of encapsulates um, like it's a way to introduce people to Taiwan and the culture of Taiwan. So how did uh, how do you even go about starting something like this? It's such a huge undertaking. Like how many people were involved that first year and how did you even get started? When we started in um, 2002, we um, checked out other people's programs, such as uh, CAPA. There is an organization. Mm -hmm. They put it up. They also put up a uh, festival every year at uh, Union Square. And uh, we thought that was something, you know, interesting, like something doable that we could model after. And so we, we went through the process with the, uh, the related agencies, you know, such as the, the Parks Department, the um, Community Board, and followed the, you know, all the orders and started the program. And, and believe it or not, it's less than, less than 10 people. That is wow. the core you know, of, the, of the committee. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone is volunteer. So yeah. that, that makes it very, very challenging right. to um, put something together of this scale. Right, right. Yeah, given everyone's schedules. And the organization you're referring to, CAPA, is the Coalition of Asian Pacific Americans, and they've put on the Asian Pacific American Heritage um, Festival, right? Yes, uh, right. that's correct. I'm sure you're, uh, I remember you're involved uh, once <laughs> upon a time. Right? <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, yeah. I, that, those were the days. So things have definitely evolved a lot. Like now you guys have, um, I see you have, even have like a volunteer training um, for people who are going to be working on the day of the festival. And certainly I hope there's more than 10 people involved now, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, for for core is usually not a lot, but okay. uh, during the course of the single day festival, it's over at least two hundred volunteers that wow. uh, met the booth and perform many tasks. Yeah. So it's actually quite amazing, and many people they do set aside this day that they know they have to come and uh, help out uh, on various booths mm -hmm. and. Uh, it's it's quite amazing, and you see the uh, the attendance, mm -hmm. uh, especially each year. And um, like for the past few years, it's very it's even becoming very hard to walk, you know, within the park. <laughs> yeah, it's it is really crowded, and uh, I've been there a couple times. And for anyone that's uh, really connected in the Taiwanese American community, it's almost even kind of like an annual reunion because you bump into people when you're there all the time. Um, yeah, it is true. Right? Yeah. I thought that's like tagged, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because there are actually organizations that uh, come from other states. Like I know Boston sometimes has some people that come to the Passport to Taiwan and um, they help out with a booth and different things. Um, so it's not just uh, people in New York. 
Yeah, and we we get some visitors and and some other Taiwanese communities outside of New York City. They、mm-hmm. they come and they want to see how how things are done over here,、right. and perhaps they can run something, you know, in the cities they live in.、Right. Uh, Uh, yeah, we we try to you know, provide all the assistance, but it's it's certainly very challenging、uh, for other cities. But、sure. there's、uh, there are always possibilities because、um, in New York City there's just so many so many events out there, and、uh, it's it's very difficult to grab people's attention. Yeah, that's true. It's very competitive. So, so maybe in the smaller cities,、uh-huh. you know, people are, if they put out something. You know, with with a similar scale, and and everyone will come out and you know look at your festival. Right. Is there another city that's doing something similar that's a little bit smaller than New York? Well, they are they are usually Taiwanese American Heritage Week celebrations, you know, around the city,、uh, actually around the around the around the country. Right. And uh, our um, one of the group that we invited. They're actually touring Chicago right now,、oh. and they'll be making making stops in in North Carolina, in you know, in Georgia. So、um, try to you know try to get more people to to see the、um, the different cultures in Taiwan. Right. I'm just curious.、Yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but do you happen to know if the Passport to Taiwan in New York is one of the oldest Taiwanese American Heritage Week festivals? I. Wouldn't say that because I, I believe some some of the、uh, some of our Taiwanese American community in other cities are did started some kind of celebration since 1999. That's、wow. when、okay. uh, that's when the Congress designated right, right, the、uh, week.、Right. But you know we can always say that we are one of the longest running, you know the largest the yeah, largest、uh, festival for、um, for、mm-hmm. the Taiwanese American、mm-hmm. Heritage Week celebration. Right. Right. So, what was it like running the festival that first year?、Um, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, what kinds of problems did you run into that first year? Well,、um, that was actually, you know, try to recall that that part of the memory is <laughs> very interesting. And I, I remember that we couldn't even fill the、uh, the stage program. You、oh, know, we had to have these like. You know, twenty-minute program. Then we rest for another twenty minutes, and we we just have you know different, di- very different, challenging、uh-huh. uh, um, tasks. But at, at that year, we did invite、uh, some of the、um, some of the folk artists from Taiwan.、Uh-huh. So they they provided a very different show for people, for especially for the kids.、Uh-huh. And、uh, we we have been. I remember the booth we had. Like about thirty booths, and only four booths were food booths. Oh, and there was a line, but、uh, mm-hmm. we didn't have much of a variety because、mm-hmm. we didn't know、mm-hmm. how much we we should be preparing for right, people. Right. But you know, many many people they were excited because it was the first time that、uh, we tried to put something in、uh, in a crowded you know downtown center right, type right. of、uh, location, and. We we、um, it, it was something that encouraged people to to come year after year because they know that you know we we make improvements right and right, improvements、yeah. we've made every year since year one.、Mm-hmm. I know that's um that's incredible to me that you're telling me there's only four booths right food that、yeah. that are selling food and now how many? I think we have like、booths? almost twenty. <laughs> yeah, and how many booths are there overall at the festival? 
This year, I think we have about 60. Um, so, like a third of them are food. Right. And oh. of course, you know, people think about food when they, when they think about Taiwan, but uh, we try to have more variety mm -hmm. in terms of culture, the culture types. Right. You know, we don't want people just to remember Taiwan for, for a food place. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you mentioned that there were artists. Um, what kind of art were they doing? I remember they they had one that was doing the sugar painting. Oh, sugar you know, they painting. Melt, yeah, so he was melting the sugar and then he was able to make uh, different shapes out of it. Wow. So that, yeah, I remember he said, well, he didn't stop entirely, mm -hmm. like for the mm -hmm. entire five, six hours. Oh, wow, hours, it was so was popular. There. Yeah, and then we invited a uh, Aborigine artist, so mm -hmm. she was uh, doing some weaving. Oh, like basket weaving uh, or weaving of of uh, uh, fabrics. Fabric weaving. Okay. Yeah, fabric weaving, and then we have a uh, uh, I remember a, a clay figuring lady, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a straw weaving person as well. Wow. Yeah, so we we invited them from Taiwan, so they are able to see the uh, so people get more variety in terms of uh, the cultural presentation. Right. That's pretty amazing. That so is this part of the cost as well? Flying these people from Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, wow. and, and that was first year. So we we have to ha you know make sure that the event is memorable for people. Absolutely. So yeah, so those money were spent to get the artists from Taiwan to mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Wow. So have a lot of those artists returned over the years? We. Um, decided to take different approach every year right so for example like oh if we realized the uh, our one of our church lady knows how to do straw weaving so oh. so we are able to discover local talents right that's great yeah but it's very difficult to find you know sugar painting or yeah. aboriginal like artists here mm -hmm. in locally but sure. we try to request them from taiwan mm -hmm. and to see if there are people who are who are willing to come wow that's great and so what are, over the years what have been some of the regular features or attractions like things that um you feature at the festival almost every year are there certain performances um, or booths? Performance-wise, is usually um, it varies. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for a short break. Talking Taiwan is a listener-supported podcast, and we're so happy to share the news that we've reached our goal to raise $5,000 for our matching donation campaign. Now it will be doubled to $10,000 by Patrick Wong, who so generously initiated this matching donor campaign. I'd like to take a moment to thank this latest round of donors who helped us to finally reach our goal. Thank you, Susan Chang, Taiwan Union Christian Church in New York, and Ching Li and Emily Lin. We'll be having another matching donation campaign offered by Ming Chang. So any donations that you make right now will continue to be doubled. You can make a donation at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. If you'd like to help us raise funds by being a matching donor, just email us at TalkingTaiwanPodcast at gmail.com or support us directly at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. Right now, your donation will be doubled during this $2,000 matching campaign. Um, 
and are there also any kinds of exhibits that um, are specifically created to provide some kind of information or facts about Taiwan at the festival? Yeah, each year we have um, posters mm -hmm. showing, people, showing people some ideas about Taiwan. But usually people, they, they all go for the food first and they, they, <laughs> they learn about Taiwan later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. also we want, to, we want to let people know that the event is actually to celebrate the Taiwanese American Heritage Week. Right. So it's not just a Taiwan theme event. Right. right. I want to let people know that the immigration about Taiwan, Taiwanese American, right. and uh, some of the outstanding Taiwanese American out there who are doing their best in this, you know, great land of the immigrants, mm -hmm. and which is very important because I think we sometimes we overemphasize the Taiwan part. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, we all care about Taiwan, right. you know, which is not the right. thing, but we also want to emphasize that this new land gave right. us, you know, the idea of democracy mm -hmm. and education and uh, the promise for a American dream. Right, right. And the contributions of Taiwanese Americans and the Taiwanese in the U.S. Right. right. So, I mean, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm sure there are probably a lot of people that come to this festival who may not know anything about Taiwan. Um, uh, what kind of common misperceptions have you come across from people who, you know, maybe it's the first time they came to the festival where they didn't really know anything about Taiwan? I guess most people have this, I, this uh, they bumped into this before, that people mistaken uh, Taiwan with Thai. Yeah, Thailand. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, you know, it's saying uh, I'm Taiwanese, I love Thai food. Uh -huh. It's also 100% correct, and the Thai uh -huh. food is very, very delicious. And, you know, of right. course, some people, I, I remember I bumped into an old, old person, and he was saying, oh, yeah, how about Kremoy? And I was like, wow, yeah, you know, only people who knew about Kremoy would say the word Kremoy. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, that's another name for Jingmen. Yeah. Right. And I remember that senior person, he was probably on the uh, on the 7th fleet. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> right. So a lot of people, they, they think some, or some people, they ask you, oh, yeah, it's Taiwan going to be unified with China, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's an You get all kinds of questions. I don't think, I don't think they are, they are I, don't, I don't get offended by that, but, you know, just, you know, explain to them. Right. So what's been the most rewarding thing about running the festival? That's a, that's actually a very tough question to ask mm -hmm. because every year at this time is it's always very hectic yeah. and you lose sleep. But I guess the most rewarding is like when you set something up and people come, a lot of people come to your festival. Right. You feel you accomplished something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially for you know for the Taiwanese American community. And for our, I won't say the word status, but, you know, for something that we have a representation yes. in this city. Yes. I think that's something to be proud of. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's it's really quite remarkable and impressive. This festival has been going strong for so long um, because, in fact, um, I won't go into all the details, but the Asian Pacific American Heritage Festival has um, certainly gone through its ups and downs. It used to be also in Union Square Park in New York. So as we can see, it's not really easy to put on a festival of this size with all the resources that it requires. Um, so it's definitely something to be very proud of. Um, so you kind of touched on that a little bit, but what would you say is the most challenging thing about running the festival? 
besides well, uh, losing sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides losing sleep, well, first thing is always funding. You know, where where is funding going to come from? Yeah. And uh, for the past twelve years, the cost to rent a city park uh-huh. has only gone up. Yeah. Now. Down, so it's 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 close to twenty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Just, just to rent to, the park. Just to rent the park. So wow. it's a very very um, costly. It's a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very costly. Mm-hmm. And of course, second is you know personnel manpower. Right, right. And as you know, most of the task has to be completed beforehand. Mm-hmm. So right. things on the day of the festival can. Proceed smoothly, right. but that's not always the case because, again, like I have mentioned before, we all volunteer. So right. you know, something mm-hmm. left out, or sure. you know, people put things aside. So when they do it, when it, it's maybe it's already past the deadline, right? And so that's that's very challenging. So, I mean, ideally, if if we have some staff, that will help a lot. But at uh, this moment, we don't. Right. Right. So, what do you think is the most popular thing about the festival? Like, uh, is there a certain thing or booth or performance or something that you know people really look forward to? Well, I think like the food booth is always the most popular. Yeah, we have lines and lines mm-hmm. that you cannot penetrate. Yeah. <laughs> from from <laughs> the people. So I remember when we first started to sell the Di Hui Gui. Uh huh. You know the blood pudding, oh. or whatever you call it. Yeah, it was a line because there was nowhere in New York City that you can get that in a restaurant. Yeah. So, so. Is, who is making that? Is that a is that a local business or just some individual in the community that's making that for the festival? Our food booth are usually made with local, the people from our community. Right. It's not a restaurant. That's incredible. So we, yeah. So we get something. That's only made for the festival itself. Right. So people, yeah, people so that's why it's so popular. <laughs> right, and like with beer. Uh-huh. You have to, you know, when beer is not easy to make, especially for a thousand people. Oh, yeah, that's, it's very um, labor intensive because basically it's, I describe it kind of a little bit like a Taiwanese burrito because it has like, that has a wrapper like a rice mm-hmm. wrapper, and then you have all the ingredients that you have to actually hand roll. Yeah, so that's right. very labor intensive. Right, and rolling is just the easy part. Just yeah, you got to cook all the get, ingredients, right? <laughs> yeah, all the ingredients first, and they are all prepped ahead of time and brought to the site mm-hmm. and assembled by volunteers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very it's very challenging, but this is probably the only place that you can get the lumpia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people are looking forward to it. Yeah, great. How often do you yourself go back to visit Taiwan? Yeah, I used to try to do once a year mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. but many things going on. It's uh, less. But I was just in Taiwan earlier this year mm-hmm. for the first time in two years. Oh wow! But I was able to go there, but it was all rainy oh, <laughs> for right. a majority part of the. Uh, of the uh, of the time I was there, but uh, I was able to visit some friends, which is great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you, I mean, you grew up in Taiwan, right? Were you, you were born in Taiwan? Is that right? Yeah, I was born in Taiwan. Right, right. <laughs> what do you miss the most about Taiwan? I guess food, of course. You know, many people say that, but I yeah. guess 
families, relatives. Yeah. So it's very important. And uh, of course, you know, seeing the people, see how、um, Taiwan has changed,、mm-hmm. for the good or for the worse.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as you mentioned before, like since this is a free event that's open to the public and it requires quite a bit of funding,、um, who have been some of your major supporters or sponsors of the festival so far? Since the first year, we have been sponsored by、uh, members of of our community. So、mm-hmm. we we get small donations, hundred dollars, dollars, two hundred dollars for for. Everything together,、mm-hmm. and some of our local Taiwanese American-owned companies,、mm-hmm. such as、uh, Asia Bank, Xia Yinhang, the Ameri Asia Bank, the Yinhang. They they have been great、uh, for supporting us,、mm-hmm. and so、um, like crystal doors and windows. Share her demands. Yeah, they they another、um, local Taiwanese-owned business who,、oh. which have been supporting us, and of course, you know, we get the、uh, the government factors.、Right. Um, I mentioned OCAC, which is the Chao Wei Wei. They have been cooperating with us. I think since year two. Right. Wow. Two thousand three, because they start to organize troops from Taiwan to come to the U.S. Wow. Yeah, which saves a lot of resource and energy for.、Right. Um, you mean performance groups? Yeah, performance right, groups. Right. And we also in cooperation with the Taiwan Tourism Bureau. Very nice.、Uh-huh. Yeah, so they've been, but you know, it's very. We want to do is more of the local funding, right? Which is always a challenge because there are actually a lot more paperwork involved. Oh, I see. And,、um, But if we can do more of the、uh, the American companies, right, that that would assemble the、uh, the missing puzzle. Right, right. So, how can people support or sponsor Passport to Taiwan? Like,、um, can they sponsor some aspect of the festival? Like, maybe they want to sponsor the setup for the stage or any of the musicians or artists. We have、uh, different levels of、uh, sponsorships and premiums that goes with that. Mm-hmm. If you sponsor a certain amount, we can put your banner up behind the stage、okay. as a back wall for the performance, or、right. on various part of stage, which is、uh, more visible to、um, our visitors.、Right. And of course, we adhere to strict parks department guidelines that we don't want overexposure、okay. for a commercial、mm-hmm. event. But、uh, just just the FYI, the disclosure. But、uh, for most of the、uh, non-commercial type advertisement,、mm-hmm. we are more than happy to display them. Right.、Uh, but the other thing is, like for for example, we if people can sponsor groups to come to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, right. And、um, because OCAC only sponsors one, and、oh. we could have more than one, and that obviously is going to in, the add to the、uh, to the variety of the、uh, our performance program. Right. Right.、Yeah. And also maybe the artists that have some skills that we we didn't see. Like previously, I remember there was a, a person. What he does is the、uh, long shui tang. So it's、uh-huh. like one of those very fine sugar type, and then it was pulled into like very fine,、uh-huh. like a string type. Into shapes. Into into not to the shape, but like to little like to like hair thin. Oh wow! Candy. Oh, candy,、huh. and that was great, and you know, people people loved it.、And、of course, you know, the the person that you say like the. They're blowing into the sugar、right. into different shape.、Mm-hmm. 
And um, so there are many, many things that, that we can do, uh, that we can discover from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And of course, people can sponsor like posters of Taiwanese Americans. Right. You know, that we can we can add uh, more posters, mm -hmm. and or we can add people to um, the local um, Taiwanese American kids who they want to demonstrate something in in the event, and that it's a little bit of a challenge because you know after twelve years people think ah oh, you know you guys are. You guys are on track already. We don't need to support you anymore. Mm, right. <laughs> we, no, we get but it's that an sometime. ongoing thing. Yeah, ongoing. It, it is ongoing yeah. thing, and and hopefully in the very near future, we can have uh, you know, full time staff, right, to right. take care of many of the administrative work, and that is something that we need to have a vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not sure you've ever participated in something called Festival of India. Oh, no. That also yeah, takes place go, in New York? Um, it's actually, that's what I'm about to go into. It takes place all over the place when it's invited. And if you go to their website, uh -huh. they actually have a series of locations mm -hmm. that this festival um, is on. And I happened to bump into them a few times, once in uh, Washington Square Park. Mm -hmm. And basically, they are, they are like a traveling circus. Oh. So they have a very big uh, container truck, 40-foot mm -hmm. container truck mm -hmm. that contains everything they need to set up for a festival. Mm. And so they go, I guess they go by invitation by the local Indian communities mm. and then go there, set up all these booths that introduce different parts about India mm -hmm. and uh, they have performances and they also have free food, which mm. is great. Wow. People go there, they have free vegetarian food. Wow. And they could go through um, the exhibitions and watch the performances. So if we have something like that, that consolidate the resources, and we could have a pastor to Taiwan in many parts of other country. Right, and you could travel across the country. Right, and it saves resources. Like, we don't need to reinvent the wheel for every sure. single city that is doing the uh, the event and i'm sure that more more people i'm i'm sure many of people that put together the show for taiwanese american heritage week right now are mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, pretty fatigued right and they're tired work, yeah it's a lot of work and they don't know how to put out like, running running out of things to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, so we have something like that. You know, we have cookie cutter. We could help all the cities. Right, right. That's maybe some, you know, the direction that yeah, can go towards. Yeah, vision. Great. And we had to think about something. So if someone is interested in sponsoring the festival um, or supporting you guys somehow, how, how can they contact you? They could visit our website, p2number2tw.org. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we have a form there. Okay. Yeah, but if they want to go something more deeper, of course, they can always contact us. There's right. a contact us form in mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And the possibility is out there. And, uh, like for example, maybe extend the festival to more than one day. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Uh, which is more, I guess, more cost-effective since we're doing everything already. Oh, okay. So is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about the Passport to Taiwan that we haven't covered here? Um, maybe you could tell them how they can learn more about the festival besides just the website? Yeah, I guess they can uh, visit uh, our Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is more active. Mm-hmm. And it's always something new that we are posting about the festival. And of course, if uh, the listeners out there, you're in your city on May 25th, please do visit the festival at Union Square. The uh, festival takes place from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. As you mentioned, it's free mission, and everyone is welcome. And if you're not in New York City, tell your friends that uh, about the festival, of course. And if you have something in mind, do let us know because there are lots of talents out there, and we want to explore those talents and to see who can come to the festival and to demonstrate the talent. And that is always, always something that we are looking for. Right, right. Okay, so people can just find you on Facebook if they look for a passport to Taiwan? Yes. Okay. We have a fan page and we also have a group page. And do join both because, you know, sometimes Facebook, they are moving the moving into this charge per exposure type of uh, oh. money scheme. Right, right. And yeah. we have to pay for some of the exposure, which is... Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, um, I look forward to it, and I wish you, you know, a lot of great success this year, and uh, that the con- that the festival continues going strong. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you for inviting me. If you're in New York City this weekend, stop by Passport to Taiwan on May 28th in Union Square Park from 12 to 5 p.m. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988. To learn more about NATOA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, Leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There we'll list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.